Welcome back to the North Star podcast. Today, I wanted to chat with you guys about signs of living out of alignment and things that we can begin to do to uncover the North Star that lives within all of us, the guiding light that our souls all came to this earth with. Uh, it's the reason that our souls are incarnated into the bodies that we have in order to, to lead these lives with these lessons and to bring about the change that we are specifically meant to bring to this world. So we're going to chat about all these things and I'm going to use the framework of my story because when I was thinking about all the different ways in which we may be showing up on this planet as misaligned versions of ourselves, I realized that, my goodness, I have been through it all. It honestly seems like really all of it. And I also realized the beauty of going back through my story is one we all learn so much better through story and two I don't think that I've really done this before at least in one podcast episode just like fully going through kind of everything and the reason being that it is sort of long but, um, you know, the more I've talked to people on the podcast, in life, in general, the more I've just met people, grown up, and just been on this planet, engaging with society, the more I've just really seen that my story is so universal. And that sounds maybe a little bit of an obvious statement. Um, but I think it's something that's helpful for us all to reflect on, you know, when we're going through challenging times, it's, it's very natural for us to just think like, oh, this is so, you know, unique to me. And we get in these head spaces where, you know, we really think that we're the only person that is feeling this way or is going through this particular scenario. And while it is obviously true that we all go through, you know, unique circumstances, uh, the emotional charge or the energetic around a lot of our experiences is, uh, is rather similar or are rather similar because there's quite a few similar, yeah, energies that we move through in this lifetime and it is really healing to hear other people's stories and just remember that really remember on a deep level that we're not alone. And, and because right, like me just saying this, like you're not alone, I'm not alone. We've all gone through these things. It's a, it's kind of like, yeah, that's nice to hear like in one ear and out the other. Right. But I mean, this is the power of art movies, you know, when we are really delving into the world of another it just sinks in all the deeper that 
we are all one, we're all connected. So I actually asked a number of email subscribers what they would want to know. So I have a few questions in front of me that will sort of guide this, guide this journey into my past and simultaneously guide, guide us through these, these points that I talked about, you know, what it looks to live out of alignment and, you know, how to move through that to come closer to your soul again and to live out your purpose. So the the first question I'm looking at here is, you know, when basically what is my what was the turning point in my life? Like what led me to this point? And I love that question. It's one that I feel I ask a lot of people on the podcast, you know, what brought you to doing this work that you do? And I have two significant ones and I feel like usually I just share the most recent one, but I'm going to go back again for the sake of this particular episode and just to give you guys the full thing. So two things. I, at 21, I think it was, was in a corporate job. I was there for 10 months. I swear to you, it felt like five years or 10 years. It was so hard for me, so completely wrong for me in all the ways. And um, I used to always say, you know, I was lucky to have a job that paid me well out of college. And and of course, there's a benefit in in finding gratitude. But I'm going to say that part of me saying that it didn't really feel genuine. It never really did. I kind of felt like I was just like iterating what my parents would say, what society would tell me, because the truth is, but yeah, sure. It was a, you know, a fine job, but for my soul, it was so crushing. It was really crushing because it was just so deeply misaligned and that's the truth. And I don't really want to sugarcoat that anymore because I just don't think it's helpful, especially for the conversation that we're having here. So Doing this job that was, you know, I want to say like most days were, you know, leave the house at about seven in the morning, return home at about 8 p.m., really long days. And during the day itself, you know, tasks that I just thinking about now give me like the creepy crawlers, (laughs) not because there's anything creepy about them, but they were so administrative, um, so completely boring for my particular personality, like literally no task aligned with my skill sets or my strengths. And I was really just there to be very robotic. And it was so depressing. It was such a depressing time of my life. And and as a new college or a, a recent grad, you know, this was my view of the world. At that point, I I was like, I can't believe it. Like I cannot believe that this is this is what life is, you know. I can't believe that this is just people are okay with us. You know, I had I really enjoyed my undergrad and I did I was studying so many things that I liked and art and English and all of these things. And I loved the freedom of university and, you know, the way that we all could set our own schedules and study on our own time and, and, and spend our time with, you know, people that we really enjoyed rather than, you know, high school, which is a little more prescriptive with everything. And, 
and I just couldn't believe that I went from this life of absolute freedom and, and joy and alignment, really. I didn't have the words for it at the time, but this life of true alignment to what felt like the reverse, you know, pretty much overnight because it was. I graduated. I remember I had my last exam on like a Thursday or maybe even the Friday, and I started on the Monday. And I just felt like my like everything was contracting, everything was caving in. And um, I know now that that's what depression really feels like manifests and how it manifests. And and know it at the time, I just, I really could not believe that this was what life was. So I really could just talk so long about this period, but I want to get through just like the first half of this question. And um, so I guess what I can say to sort of keep it somewhat short is that um, it was a really, really hard 10 months. And, you know, my bosses, you know, you know, I was doing performing really well, because the thing was that I've always been this person's part of like the people pleasing tendency that, you know, I still want to do a good job. I want to you know, impress my bosses. I want them to like me. I want people to like me there in general. So I think they're really honestly surprised when I was like, you know, I don't want to be, this company had so much space to move up. And if you moved up straight to the top, for sure, life would have been different. I probably could have been in a department, but I mean, it's so not for me, but like I could have lived a more aligned life, but it would have taken probably like 20 years. And um, I mean, I could just, I mean, I actually could not have done that because my body would have fallen apart because I am so sensitive and it already was falling apart in those 10 months. But this, anyway, the point is that this company had so much space to grow in that I do believe that I kind of surprised them because they they probably saw me, you know, going into one department and then and then just yeah, really kind of growing in that way and and becoming an exec one day and all of this. And I think I had that potential, but again, it was so deeply misaligned that I was falling apart at the seams really. And so um you know, I guess in some ways the way though that 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 looked was as I was saying you know this feeling like like life was caving in and what I realized now was depression which also manifested as you know a complete lack of energy I mean as a projector now I understand that I already am a non-energy being not something I knew at the time but I basically had like no motor to get going and and so in that sort of environment I just really was like negative energy it seemed and and so, you know, those things that would bring joy, like spending time with true friends and doing things that I loved and, and all of that, which, you know, even if I was disconnected from like writing and art and stuff like that, it's like, I did know that those were things that I loved. Cause I, you know, just, a, just a week before had been studying those things. And yet, um, I mean, there's some, there's some people like me and, and not everyone's this way. Some people can have a nine to five and still have energy in the evenings to do things that they love, but um, for people like myself, uh, it's just so completely draining that it almost drains you even further by depleting you of the opportunity to do the things that you love. So it's like a double whammy of pain. And so life just became really hard. I didn't see any light. I, I wasn't at 
the point of being suicidal, but I didn't really, I was just very, very existential. I didn't understand on like a philosophical level what the point of living this life was. And again, that doesn't mean that I was like, okay, I'm going to end it. But I just, it was, I was depressed. I just didn't know, like, what is the point? Like, I, I don't get it. This doesn't seem like something worth doing for so many years on end. And, um, and so getting to this place where mentally I was falling apart, physically I was falling apart. I was really withering away. I'd never been at such a low weight in my life. And, and part of that was because when I'm stressed, I'm the sort of person who completely loses her appetite. And in that environment under fluorescent lighting, where I was, you know, supposed to be on, you know, as I was saying, like 7am to 8pm, and I was even told that eventually it would get to the point where I would quote unquote be on even in the middle of the night. My boss said, you'll get to the point where you're used to checking your phone and at 4am or whatever. And he kind of said it like in a way like it's like that's great. Like it was sort of like an honor sort of to get to that point. And I do think a lot of Western society views things in that way. Like you're so important if, you know, you're on 24 hours. But it was just so much for me and um that yeah I was I was just so depleted and stressed that you know I not only lost my appetite while I was on because again I it just wasn't there appetite wise and I also started to just fixate on my body it was sort of like the thing that was sort of perhaps giving me some sort of interest um this is all very intertwined so I I basically was developing an interest in digestion and um wellness and prior to that prior to like maybe five years ago I started to get panic attacks which was at a different point in life and is a whole other story but so I already had an interest in meditation for the calming effects of the mind um, but of course, while my body was so stressed in this sort of job, this new environment, this new lifestyle, my digestion got thrown. And so I naturally, you know, to heal myself, I, I started to become interesting, interested in digestion because I was getting really bloated at the time, which again, in retrospect, makes so much sense given the amount of stress in my life. Um, but I didn't really know about like the mind body soul connection at that point. I mean, I was not spiritual whatsoever at all, at all. And um, so I was just very, very focused on food um, to the point where, you know, my mom was like, my mom showed me the candida diet because we thought maybe I had candida. And if you haven't tried the candida diet, um, then you might not know, but it's very, very restrictive. It's basically green vegetables and like oils. Um, I feel like that's it. <laughs> um, and it was hard. I mean, and that was sort of like a gateway drug into me just fixating on food and, and to the point where, you know, it stressed me out. And like I said, I'd never been at such a low weight. I don't really think numbers are a good idea. They can be a little triggering, but let's just say that I certainly did not have my period whatsoever. And my, the way that I saw myself, I, I certainly had some sort of dysmorphia because I, it took 
it took me a long time to really realize how tiny I'd gotten a long time. I had this one, I'll never forget it. I had this one moment where I saw clarity and it was it's so interesting looking back, like how did this happen? And it's interesting. I remember it because if you have like body dysmorphia, you really don't see how you actually look, but it was like, I had one second where the veil was lifted. And I remember I was trying on clothes at a, at a store and looking in the mirror. And like, like I said, the veil lifted for like a, it must've been five seconds, but that image stuck with me because at that point for those five seconds, I was like, holy shit, I'm really skinny. And then actually the veil fell back over my eyes. Right. And things kind of quote unquote went back to how I'd seen it before. I was going to say normal. It certainly wasn't normal. Um, but I never really forgot that. And so anyway, recognizing that my body, my mind, all of these pieces in me were falling apart. I just knew I couldn't go on. I knew I could not go on in that way. I was so disheartened by life, just felt so completely shattered because this was not the life I ever thought for myself. You know, I, like I said, studied English and art, and I always thought that I would go into, you know, magazines. And it was like that year that like tons of print magazines were folding in Toronto, which is where I I was, where I had my connections, where I'd interned, I interned at so many magazines. And I was just really, at the time, it seemed like really unfortunate timing. Um, So anyway, that happened. So that was sort of the first moment that I was like, whoa, um, you know, I have to change my life. And so I did, I went back to school and everything really, really, really did change them. That was a huge turning point going to a school where I studied business, but it was in a fashion environment. So it was a very creative school with creative souls. And I met, I kind of feel like now in retrospect, sort of like some of my first like deep friends probably ever. And then I ended up actually returning to Toronto at some point and reconnecting with people in this deeper way. But I hadn't really been able to access that deeper level until going to this school and really changing my environment for the first time. So that was the first turning point where basically my life was just super misaligned to sum that one up and I started to fall apart. And the second one, which was less dramatic, but it was actually similar. So I think whenever we're shedding skin and whenever we're changing, we do go through these moments where things just really start to go not well. And whether that means it's your body affecting you, maybe you're sick, or maybe it's your mind affecting you, you're mentally ill, your spirit is just crushed, or it seems like your soul has left your body, then, you know, it's at those moments that it feels like we're at a rock bottom and that everything kind of sucks. But it those moments are really, are really the gifts and the portals to these turning points, this turning point. So my, my next one, I'll try to keep this one really brief because I feel like that one took a while, but, um, was at the end of, at the end, it was at the start of the pandemic. So probably quite a few of you can relate. I, um, just a lot of things I lost, you know, quote unquote, lost a lot of things. Really. I was shedding a lot of things that weren't meant for me. I lost though. Um, I lost a relationship. I lost 
or I shed, or I think I should use that word because words matter. I shed a relationship that wasn't aligned. I shed a a role that I'd created for myself. At this point, I was self-employed and I was doing marketing work. I actually still do some marketing work, but it's different now. Um, And it's also, I do less of it now. I get paid more and um, it's only a portion of the work that I do. At that point, it was sort of everything for me and I was getting paid less. So it was, it was just, it wasn't really in my highest good for my highest good. And so I lost pretty much all those clients. And uh, so I was like money list, relationship list. And when you kind of feel like you're left with nothing and that's when I just looked at myself and I was like, I knew at that point, because this again was already 2020. So I was already what, 27. So quite a bit older than that first one when I was like 21. And 27, I already knew like, okay, one day I want to go into, you know, like holistic coaching. I was already rather tapped into my spirituality. I just like felt like I was still in the closet in many ways. And um when all these things started to fall away from me, I was like, this is the time I need to just get over myself, get over my fear and just really start stepping into this person I want to be. So I think I'm going to leave it at that, but basically two moments where just life was not lining up. I was either losing things or I had all these things that were just not fitting and were slowly crushing me. And, you know, pain is, you know, a big teacher. It's a, it's a, I think probably the biggest catalyst for change, at least for most of us. And um, in retrospect, I'm grateful for both. So grateful because they both really pushed me on my path in their own ways at those, at the right moments in time for both periods of my life. And so from that, I want to share with you that there are so many things that we can pull out from those little stories that are signs and symptoms you could look for in your own life that you're perhaps living out of alignment. So if you're feeling like you have no energy as I did, if you're feeling like nothing's working out, you know, in spite of your best efforts, you're losing clients or you're not attracting clients and, you know, you're trying, you're efforting, but nothing's happening. If you're, um, you know, if you're concerned, overly concerned with your body, if you have disordered eating and eating disorder or um, any other really, you know, sort of disorder, uh, maybe you're addicted to uh, exercise, you're addicted to um, or not even as far as addicted to, I was going to say, like, there's, um, if you're just finding yourself drinking more than you would like to be more than you see your highest self you know, drinking, uh, or simultaneously, or like not simultaneously, but alternatively, you're doing that, you know, with eating, maybe you're just overeating, you know, it's numbing things out, or you notice that you're watching like a lot of TV, just you're distracting yourself in some which way. If you feel like you have no space and time for your friends or no energy for your friends, uh, if you feel like you're just trying to quote unquote, get through the day, if you feel disconnected from your joy, if you don't even know what brings you joy at this point, if you feel like you're performing, if you feel like you're one person during the day and then just 
crawling back into your skin at the end of the day to reconnect with yourself. That's a really good sign. That's how I felt um, for many years. It was a really weird feeling of like having like almost, I felt like I was like a split personality because I had to perform and be this person and then, and then just come home to my true interest in the evening. Basically, I guess if you're just feeling, yeah, low, lonely, if you feel worthless, valueless, like maybe you're just doing the wrong things that don't really pull on your zone of genius we all have gifts and talents but if we're not using them and we're trying to do something else and behave as you know work do the kind of job that's meant for really someone else a different soul then we're going to feel like not good about ourselves we're going to it's going to affect our confidence and just our spark like the our like inner light right it's not really going to be turned on at least not all the way and that just affects us on such a deep level. I, all of these things and so many more. And overall, it's like the energy of just being dull, you know, and not excited about life. Like if you feel that way, that's, these are key signs that you're really just out of alignment and uh, it's time. These are all symptoms that are actually there to support you right because whenever we have pain in some which way a good question to ask is like what is this pain trying to teach me how is it trying to heal me if it could talk what would it say I did this really interesting exercise with my throat I wrote a blog post on healing the throat chakra last week and because I've had all these issues with my throat infections and all this stuff non-covid related just interestingly around the same time as covid which is interesting I wonder if thinking of COVID it's like a collective cry to start we all need to start expressing our true selves because when our throats are blocked you know the spiritual remedy for that which I am in total agreement with is that we're not expressed and I've just yeah this is something I've been been um, working through because I'm aware of it and just needing to speak up more and more and to the more I speak up, the better everything is in my life from, you know, my work to my relationships to, you know, my, just the way that my days flow and the ease that presents itself in my days. And um, so, yeah, I just, there's, <laughs> there's so much with, um with, with that subject of like healing, healing the throat chakra. And there's so much that we can, that we can really do in general to bring us out of these places of stagnation with our, you know, with our minds and bodies and souls and start to bring ourselves back into alignment. And the really the first thing is is just noticing all these signs and symptoms popping up right because they like again like I was saying like we don't have pain in our lives for no reason we don't have some like evil god who just puts puts us through pain just for his own joy or laughter it's it's really there to teach us and 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 that's why I brought up the third third chakra thing because it's it's there to teach had been there to teach me these infections that I've had to speak up and and uh yeah there's so much beauty there's so much wisdom really 
wisdom and beauty in our difficulties. And and what I was about to say, I got a little bit um, off off track or I just kind of forgot. <laughs> but um, with the third chakra, why I brought it up is I did this exercise with it where I was asking myself, um, if my throat could talk, what would it say? And oh my God, it was so interesting. Uh, I mean, I can share it quickly, but um, so one of the reasons that I physically get swollen my throat and it, and it kind of exacerbates this ongoing infection I've had for over a year now, um, which I believe actually started in the same way as well. Um, I believe it started because I actually have um, an allergy to oats and I mean, obviously not anaphylactic, but it, they're not good for me. And for a while I was accidentally eating oats regularly and um, it was an oat yogurt form and it was at a cafe and I was having this yogurt um, pretty much every day for maybe at least two weeks or maybe even longer um, and you know I noticed eczema but I was like okay it's probably just you know I don't know maybe it's just like soy and like soy can do that to me as well like give me a little bit of eczema but it doesn't usually affect my throat or anything so it's like a lesser allergen and I realized, oh my goodness, it is oat yogurt. No wonder my throat's been swelling. And so the reason I share that is because now when it's been flaring up again, I noticed that it's because I was having potatoes. So white potatoes, not always, but sometimes will give me the same reaction. A lot of people have issues with nightshades and I don't really with tomatoes, uh, at least maybe, or maybe I don't eat enough tomatoes to really notice. But if I was going to have like more of something like a mono meal, which I do sometimes of like, you know, a bunch of potatoes with like avocado or something, just like something just really simple to eat lately anyway, they've been really affecting my throat to the point where I can't do it because my throat, it's, it's, it's weird. Like it's not an anaphylactic reaction, but my throat does tighten, um, to the point where it's noticeable. Like it feels swollen. I notice I'm not getting as much air in and that's scary. Um, and yet you would think, okay, she notices that reaction. Okay. So toss the potatoes, stop eating the potatoes, but I don't always do that. Sometimes I'm kind of like, okay, they're not going to, it's not going to be as comfortable for me to eat these, but like, I already bought like so many, um, you know, no one else in the house here eats them. So like, I'll finish them over time. I'll just spread them out, whatever. That's, uh, again, it might sound like a very weird reaction when I just said that they do something sort of scary to my throat. But in my brain, I just, I have this thing, I don't like wasting food. And it's almost like my instinctive reaction is to trash my body versus waste maybe two euros or whatever the bag costs. And it's really mad because then in the end, I could end up, if I did something kind of harmful to myself, I, I could have these more expensive bills for sure at the doctors, which I've had to do in the past when I didn't know what was causing it last fall. And, and anyway, um, so it doesn't really sound very logical, but this was the way that I was sort of moving. I actually still have them in my fridge. I do need to deal with them still. But um, anyway, when I did this exercise with like, what would my throat say? And it said, you know, put yourself first, like really stop trying to be 
you know, perfectionistic with things like you don't need to follow through with certain things when they're not treating you well, when they're not for your highest good. Sometimes you just need to experiment with things in order to see that they're not right for you. (laughs) And I was just thinking of potatoes. (laughs) Can you imagine when I heard that message come through? I was like, holy shit, that applies to every aspect of life. That applies to work. Sometimes we have these like sunk cost things as well with usually much higher stakes than little potatoes in the fridge. This is coming to be a very funny metaphor, but how applicable is it? Like so often we continue down the same line of work because, you know, we've already invested in that path or we continue on in relationships that don't really serve us because we've already quote unquote invested so much time and we don't want to make changes that would would serve our souls better because we feel like we need to uphold commitments or just you know it's it's a little bit of that perfectionism and that sunk cost um notion but the message really was put yourself first learn and move on and continue to move toward your highest good so from this little incident with my throat i was able to learn such a deep message about life and the direction I need to take. And, and I, I share that because, you know, no matter what's going on in your life, anything difficult, it is ultimately such a gift. And sometimes that can be hard to hear, but you can personally yourself get these really profound messages for your direction of your life and can speak to you as my message did to me in so many, if not all pockets of life. Um, just by asking yourself, like, what can you know, this pain that I have, what can it teach me? Or if it could talk, what would it say to me? So powerful. So, so, so powerful. I'm really glad that that just jumped into my head because I think that that is so healing for anyone moving through anything, which is probably most of you because we're always kind of going through something, aren't we? Okay. So now I'm going to move on to the next question. There's like, holy cow there's like many more (laughs) there's like at least 10 if not more questions so clearly I'm not going to get through maybe only one or two more because I'm clearly long-winded and I really do want to pull out these points with alignment because that was really the point of this episode and again I'm just using my story as a framework as an example a base and um, I hope that this has been of service so far so Okay, this one I skip over because I pretty much already answered it. Um, right. Okay. So one question, I think this is a really good question. Like once you made like, okay, so you notice things are kind of off in your life. Like what do you do to actually bring about change once you've noticed that you're out of alignment? That's the question. And <clears throat> here's the thing it's there's no actual concrete answer obviously because all of our lives are so you know the particulars are different right again even if we share these ener- the energetics the underlying en- energetics of you know I, I feel this sort of way about things and I would like to feel this sort of way the circumstances in which we all live are just different so 
I guess I can share from, from my experience to make change. I had to, in both cases, really, and, and con continuously, if I'm noticing that I'm not feeling like my best self or like my truest self, then the, the only way that I can really bring about change that not only lasts but like makes such a profound difference is by really getting real with myself cutting all the bullshit like not lying to myself at all because I noticed that you know like probably lots of us like I I don't want disharmony in my life and if something's kind of like hard or difficult maybe I'll push it to the side for a while and then maybe it will just get bigger and bigger and it will bubble up um, or I'll, you know, just, just, yeah, just really like not look at it for quite a while. But when it finally becomes time where I'm like, I need, I need to make change in my life here, then the first, the first thing is really just taking time to be quiet and get honest with myself. Like what is not working in my life right now? What do I need to do to be happier like what am I missing and how can I bring that into my life and a lot of the time now I will say that I'm at a more steady place in my life even though I still don't officially have a home or anything I'm still living in Airbnbs I will say emotionally and in terms of like where I feel I'm at in my relationship with myself it's so much more stable so now a lot of the time if I'm feeling off a lot of the things that I need to bring into my life in order to sort of you know spark my inner light again are things more like a little bit less dramatic than you know changing my whole life on the outside but more about bringing things in uh, a lot of the time it's reading a lot of the time it's reading um spiritual texts and learning more about energy and how it works and um uh or like law of one just like very spiritual topics a lot like because a lot of the time if I'm feeling off it's because I perhaps disconnected from my soul for a little bit too long I haven't made space to meditate or haven't made space to write or to read so simply by bringing those things into my life I pretty much gain inspiration and balance very very quickly and those are really healing. But again, I guess just to answer this question easily for, for you guys, then I would say if you are noticing that it's time to make change in your life, the next tangible step is to carve out, let's say, I mean, it doesn't have to be long, but what I would just very tactically do is I would spend a Saturday morning, I would go to a cafe, I would block off 10 to 12 or 9 to 12 or however long I think but two hours should be enough or at least to get going it depends how much you have to dig up but I would probably start with two hours I would go I would journal I would read nothing planned like I would probably just follow my curiosity in that moment like what do I feel like reading I would probably google it I'd probably read a bit of books or maybe I have a book already that I want to read I read a lot online like um, ebooks and stuff from the Toronto Public Library which is actually wonderful online so if I want to read a book and 
I'll just read a bunch of samples of books. I mean, sometimes there's like 30 pages in a sample and I'm getting my fill and it's amazing. Such a great resource. Um, online libraries in general are wonderful. But yeah, I would just spend some time with myself, basically, like hanging out with myself, getting to know my thoughts, seeing where my head is at. And a lot of that's just like free flow journaling, reading. Sometimes it's looking at Pinterest boards, like sometimes I'm feeling more visual. I want to consume images to get into a certain place and that will sort of kick me off creatively and get my brain going and jogging about you know, what it is I want to call into my life or where I need to assess and maybe cut things out of my life. And, and then from there, I could wrap that all up with leaving myself with a few steps of what to do next. Or it might just be that I wanted that session just really to connect with myself. And that was already in and of itself enough. It just really depends on what you're looking to to change in your life so I guess the long story short is carve out a few hours hang out with yourself and see what it is that you really need and then you know find a small way to begin to give it to yourself okay um hmm. so there's a few questions about sort of life after so how did like, how did things change? What does life look like now? And I guess I can answer that all in one. And again, I kind of want to stay on an energetic level so that it's even more applicable to anyone listening to you. Um, but I will share some tangibles. So on a more earthly <laughs> realm, I will say that I am doing work that's more aligned with me I'm doing coaching work now I'm doing group coaching I'm doing yoga nidra classes I'm doing in-person yoga retreats I'm doing um uh what else am I doing I'm doing reiki healing I'm writing as I said earlier I'm doing I'm working with two marketing clients but clients who are putting out services that um are really aligned with with really my mission and I so agree on and so even if that work there isn't perhaps the most aligned with me and I don't really see it being something that stays in my life for too much longer I will say that um for now it's a really nice bridge it's still helping me out a bit financially and uh yeah and really it's allowing me to explore my interests through yeah through these acts of service um so those are ways in which my work has changed from like purely just like purely work that wasn't really made up for my energy type I'm doing a lot more projector style jobs now which feels really good um I'm also making a lot more time for relationships now so we spend a fair amount of time just nurturing my relationship so whether that's watching even like movies during the week like on a Monday with my boyfriend like I love that it doesn't need to be for me reserved to a Friday or Saturday I love that we can kind of make a weekday fun a weeknight fun 
or just talking together it's that's so different for me than in the past and it's one really beautiful thing about actually living together is that you know it's like this built in I mean of course you still have to make effort but like just having your person there it's it's really life changing in terms of yeah the amount of relationship time that you really get and I'm also you know spending more time with friends and still a bit of a work in progress for me because I am in a foreign country but I'm making a conscious effort to you know make travel plans I have plans with my bestest bestest friend in a month in the UK and London and in general when I'm in a city where I know a soul friend I spend time with them it's really important to me even virtually of course and then um I'm also meeting tons of um, expats in the city that I'm in, in in Helsinki here in Finland and haven't really started that journey yet but I have quite a few lady dates coming up and so that's exciting it's gonna feel good to connect with fellow spiritual ladies in the city and um let's see spending a lot of time with myself as I mentioned earlier I mean you don't need to just plan dates with yourself when you're desperately seeking me time I think the best practice is to do that kind of thing regularly so I love spending even if it's you know 20 minutes at the end of the day journaling or even just kind of like going through lists or just like working on my schedule just like something to tap into myself maybe it's a little bit of reading it doesn't have to be much or intense or anything or but a little bit of time with my notebook and myself or even a walk that's actually something that's huge for me I go for a long walk every single day and it's huge for my mental health and for that me time because I'm always listening to very spiritual podcasts which I just I'm in a phase right now I'm going through my Saturn return it's peaking really soon and a few months and I'm just feeling really called to explore everything spiritual so I don't know I hope that answers it those are like little ways I just like my work is more aligned I have way more space in my schedule now way more space um and I'm doing things that just fill me up I'm doing things that scare me a little bit I'm doing yeah just being more true to myself being a little bit slower as a projector not trying to always be on although that is something I still do struggle with someone who grew up in a very fast-paced city it's still something for me that I'm working on but um overall I just I feel like life is much more in sync with my true self I'm on the path to manifesting that which I love I'm calling it in I'm sharing with my goals with like the closest people in my life I'm not keeping them a secret like I feel I used to and all that just makes life just so beautiful and so rich and I guess on the energetic level I like how I hope everyone here feels or is or can feel um, or is close to feeling is more at peace you know I was when I was out of alignment, I not only was exhausted, but I was very anxious. I'm, st- I'm still an anxious person for sure, especially like if I don't get enough sleep um, or if something's just, you know, going kind of havoc or like 
I had an issue with like PayPal the other day and it stressed me out. And I, I, you know, I'm an anxious person, but like in the past, it was more, it was just more intense, I guess. And I would get, um, yeah, socially anxious. And a lot of that was, I was hanging out with the wrong people, like not really people who really connected with me because really I wasn't being true to myself. So I didn't even know how to attract the right people um as I mentioned many times on an energetic level I was very just like felt like the world was closing in on me depressed and now I feel like the world is very much open I feel like it's opening it's expanding versus contracting and that's just where I've always wanted to be you know prior to that time that really hard time I always saw that for myself I always saw life as an adventure and I feel like I'm back there I'm in that place where you know the possibilities are really endless like I don't know where we'll be living you know in five months and I love that I love the unknown and yet I also love the thought of like finding a home one day and just really flowing with the universe wherever it wants to take me and I think that that ease that flow that and yet um, at the same time that excitement and spontaneity and, and just joy these are the things that I feel now whereas before I felt very stagnant stuck um, and to think of like Chinese medicine like the root of all illness is like stagnation is like stuck energy and then when you get things flowing again we're healthy again and then those are the differences really energetically for me and life pre-alignment and post alignment of course I'm always in the process of getting deeper and deeper in alignment and letting my north star guide me um yeah those are those are the biggest differences um what am I learning at this point I'm learning well I'm learning the I'm I'm learning the art of not reacting I think this is something that we learn in relationship a lot I have seen a lot of my own triggers come up in the past year especially and I've really had to strengthen I would say my the gifts that meditation have given me of pausing and releasing egoic responses, reflexive responses, and doing my best to step into my heart space. It's not always easy when, you know, you, <laughs> you know, we humans, we always, we tend to think that we are you know, instinctively, we do things because we think that they're right. And, you know, when people live their lives in a different way, we're like, what are you doing? And sort of like an instinctual reaction. And so it's a learning, it's a, it's a maturing to realize, first of all, I'm certainly not always right, of course. Um, but practically, in like everyday life, like there's things that I could learn from and could humble myself to learn from others about. And I think, that is a beautiful lesson again that we learn a lot in partnership but also just in friendship and that's been something I've really been learning as of late I'm always learning to slow down I think that's my lifelong journey which is why I am doing the work I am doing now you know 
yoga nidra and reiki and you know holistic wellness coaching this work that i do spiritual development work for me is really all about releasing the need to be fast and to really embrace the feminine side of my nature which really is the brunt of my nature of course we all need the balance but when I think about my truest self, it's a very divine feminine sort of self. I, I mean, it's, I think that is seen even in my human design. Like you think of a projector, they're pretty much in their, in their feminine, they're receiving, waiting for that invitation and um, not doing, 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 but yeah, really living in that feminine space. And, and so for me, practices like yoga nitra and Reiki and, you know, these things allow us to come back to the body, uh, to slow our breath, to reconnect with our hearts and our souls. Like that's, these are, these are my forever practices um, because I do thrive in a more yin feminine space, but I instinctually feel like I need to be yang and fast and in all of this. And again, I, I think that's very much conditioning from society and, and so, yeah, I, I love learning more about the art of slow living. I love just learning more about like slow movements, like slow fashion and slow food and slow money, quiet money. These are things that Deanne actually, Philosophy of Leisure, talks a lot about. I'm going to have her on the podcast. She's such a wealth of knowledge and to me, such an inspiration in terms of lifestyle, um, and lifestyle design. So, so yeah, these are just things that I'm obsessed with and I forever will be obsessed with just learning more and more about you know energy in the sense of Reiki like energy healing but then also just like you know the energy that we carry throughout the day energy that exists between two people and energetics of like manifestation like these things are so interesting to me and I will just continue to dive deeper and deeper into those things that call me right now. I'm learning a lot as I was saying, I'm like love one. And I've been reading like journey of souls, which talks about like life after death. And I just, I'm endlessly, endlessly fascinated by all things spiritual. And this doesn't feel even 1% like a fad. I know spirituality is sort of like trendy, I feel so deep in my heart and my soul, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing for the rest of my life. And I feel like as a projector, I can pretty much say that. I mean, yeah, it just seems really right. The more and more I learn, I heard just the other day that one threes as my human design is are like the quintessential spiritual seekers. And that just feels really on point. So so yeah, there's so much deep value in these slower practices that encourage us to embody the feminine, to get acquainted with the feminine. And that's why I, yeah, that's why I study them. That's why I offer these services that I do. And it's a forever learning. It's a forever learning. And I guess overall, I just want to wrap things up because I've definitely been talking for a while. I hope that you have gained knowledge or if you already knew everything that I you heard me say in terms of, you know, how it feels in and out of alignment, hopefully this just offered you some comfort 
as I was saying, that feeling of not being alone, maybe you saw yourself a little bit in my story or in my reflections or, or whatnot. And you just, again, you know, maybe in a deeper way that the way that you're moving through the world isn't so, you know, odd or out of place or wrong. And, and there's someone like you out there, or there's someone who sees you and understands you and, and you're just inspired to just do things more and more in, in your own way that's unique to your soul, then, you know, then I'm happy. Like that was, that was the goal. That's always the goal of, of this show is, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of information. And if you already know it, a little bit of comfort and a little bit of support and maybe even inspiration if you feel so called to receive that. But anyway, my loves, okay, my voice is shot. So I'm done. <laughs> I'm wishing you a beautiful rest of your day. As I said, Deanne is coming up next on the show. Philosophy of Leisure, check her out on Instagram. She is so inspiring. I cannot wait to share her with you already. And I thoroughly hope that you enjoyed listening to Eliza from Hotter Than Health. She is wonderful. And yeah, guys, I will see you next week. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us on the North Star Podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your presence. If you want to chime in on the conversation, you can send me a DM at Mac. Val Castro on Instagram. I mean it when I say that I'm really always happy to hear from you, be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large. I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, carry out our calling, and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. Thank you again for joining us and I'll see you next time.